Hey, security peeps, we are back again here with the Breaking Into Cybersecurity webinar series. And I am here with my fabulous co-host, Chris Folon. Say hi to everyone, Chris. Hey, everyone. And I am also here with Pushkar Sani. And he is, say hi to everyone, Pushkar. Hey, guys. Hi. Um, and he is, he is with us from Toronto, so really excited about that. Um, a little bit about the webinar, as you all who have been here before realize and know, well, I am Renee Brown Small. I don't think I got to introduce myself. I am the author of Magnetic Hiring, and it's a book focused on cybersecurity recruiting. And one of the reasons why we started this webinar series is because both Chris and I have been getting a lot of um, requests about how to break into the industry. And so over the last, I think this is our seventh or eighth person interview, um, we've been interviewing people specifically who have broken into the industry within the past five years. And we focus in this space within five years is because we want it to be relevant. We want you to understand and learn from people who are doing it just like you, who just recently broken in. We don't want, you know, folks, we, we do understand that some of the seasoned professionals can provide insight. Um, however, if they've broken into the industry 15 or 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, it's very, very different than how it is today. So that's the reason why we have this webinar series. We're super excited to learn about everyone's diverse backgrounds and what they've been doing. And so I'm going to jump in with Pushkar. Uh, we are so excited to have you. We want to know what made you get excited about security? Like what what was it that made you say, this is the industry I want to be in and how did you break it? Hi, uh, I would start with um, thanking uh, Renee and Chris for giving me the opportunity to be here. Just a minute, let me just- We can hear you. So uh, I would start with um, telling you how uh, excited I got, how I got excited with uh, technology mm -hmm. in general. So um, there is a lot of things uh, that that go on in the background, and we're not we're not completely sure of what what really happens um, in the background. I I wanted to um, I wanted to explore more about um, the the processes that that go in, in in the background right from uh, right from when I graduated high school and that got my bachelor's degree in um, telecommunication uh, uh, from India and I wanted to build upon that information and knowledge that I got and uh, which is where which is why I started my uh, master's program at University of Pittsburgh um, in uh, in uh, majoring in telecommunication and networking. Mm -hmm. So um, something about networking really excited me. And uh, so it was, it was something that nobody really talked about. Uh, so, uh, people, all, the, all those packets, people are, are being able to communicate through Skype, through, through webinars like these. And how does it uh, really happen? And nobody was talking about it. People usually were more concerned about software development, computer science, computer engineering, 
but i wanted to focus more on the the underdog of the story or if you can say that um uh, which is networking and once i got into networking i i was in a support or a maintenance role uh, initially and so i i thought um since these these companies since data and information is such a crucial part of today's environment and everything is online and just a simple leak from a major company can and can cause such a uh, can have such a, a huge impact on people's lives i and since i already had my had a good background in networking i decided to leverage that information or um, that knowledge into a security role since a lot of security on the infrastructure side uh, at least has to do with networking so that's how i personally got into cybersecurity because i knew i already had some of the skill sets that that were required for that industry and i would be able to build upon that into uh, into my current role which is uh, which is a um, firewall cybersecurity engineer yeah definitely um one of the things we talked about in in prepping for this but i definitely wanted to share with the audience was that um you've been working as a firewall engineer for a couple of years now um so what what aspects of being a firewall engineer um and understanding that aspect of the infrastructure uh do you find beneficial as you move into trying to secure the infrastructure so uh sorry i had to remove my earphones there was a little bit of uh, echo so uh during uh, while working as uh, as a network administrator helping out my it team uh, previously i did get a lot of firewall experience uh, just daily maintenance and um, and support and so that that is where i got my um, uh, got interested in firewalls since firewall sets as the first level point of entry for all uh, all data points all uh, all attacks or legitimate traffic into uh, into a uh, company's network so having some ex- having experience with firewalls uh, from an infra- infrastructure standpoint getting to know all the ports um, getting to know how uh, tcp ip works and how data uh, travels between two endpoints um, situated are uh, different in different parts of the of the world really helped me prepare for my current uh, current position which is uh, uh, which is primarily related to firewalls and firewalls as a whole is 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 was there are different kinds of firewalls uh, like network firewalls and web application firewalls so uh having having knowledge about uh the basics really helps in um, understanding the broader uh, broader aspects and in in depth aspects if you can see that of um, different kinds of firewall interesting i have a different question what made you pick the university of pittsburgh okay that's a, that's a good good question so uh university of pittsburgh has uh a pretty good academic and solid background uh when it comes to networking and telecommunication mm-hmm. 
it has it's uh, ranked in the top top 50 uh, universities in the us and since pittsburgh is a very pittsburgh as a city is a very growing growing city uh, when it comes to startups and and um, it in general so that's i did not feel uh, the the place is uh, saturated as as some other cities uh, in the us and also um, also i did find a few people who i networked with on linkedin uh, before joining the university who gave me good reviews of of the professors and and the course structure and it was something that uh, that was something i wanted at that particular moment of time uh, and uh, so that's why i ended up um, going to university of pittsburgh and it really helped me in getting both my previous position and my current position right so, so let's talk about that a little bit um what were some of the challenges as you moved from um being an infrastructure support engineer for a firewall to your current position like how many jobs did you apply for uh what what did you do that you thought was essential in uh getting you to where you are now so um from an infrastructure support engineer or a network administrator i so i uh, i i i applied to a num- uh, a lot of companies um so about 150 or 200 resumes um in total i had i had to uh, i had to put uh, put on um, on on linkedin and on uh, indeed.com glassdoor but even though uh, i i did not i did get a few interviews but uh, nothing uh, nothing good came out of it i i did get into the final rounds of companies but uh, unfortunately i was not able to uh, get that security position that i wanted uh, i realized <clears throat> just applying for resumes is not enough we um, i really needed to get myself out there be talk to people personally they they can know uh, recruiters can know about you by looking at your resume but putting a face to the name goes a long way in the recruitment process and also uh, in the in the networking process so i looked up, i looked up uh, tech meetups around my area i i came to know about hackernest.com which is uh, a tech meetup that was initiated here in toronto but now is in uh, different cities around the world including several cities in the us as well <laughs> so um i went went to uh, uh hackerness tech socials talk to talk to people who are already industry who are already working in the industry as um software development engineers cybersecurity engineers uh project managers and there uh, you you meet a lot of uh, different kinds of people with different backgrounds in those like socials who want to know what's going on in the community mm-hmm. and so um talking to people like these and uh, you can i i also got my resume with me uh, just uh, ask ask them to critique it and talk to them about my interests and um, <clears throat> and uh, ask for this advice and suggestion as to how my 
um, job hunting process should be and if they had any open positions. Um, so Hacker Nest is something that really helped me. I, I in fact got uh, a few interviews and I met my uh, one of my colleagues at Bell through Hacker Nest. So he asked my uh, he asked my manager to look uh, my current manager to look in, look into my profile. He he actually referred me to the manager and the recruitment uh, and to the HR who contact contacted me eventually. So Hacker Nest really helped me. I, I I'll just uh, post the link to Hacker Nest if anyone wants to have a look at how it is and if what's the hacker nearest Hacker Nest near near your city. In addition to uh, Hacker Nest, I I realized that getting uh, degrees or academic education is not enough. I needed to prove to recruiters how I can benefit them, not from a degree, but my but my drive. So, so which is why I started my own blog site. I I, I realized that there is a um, lack of communication between the tech community and normal users as when it comes to security. So regular users, when they hear about huge Facebook hacks, they don't understand how it will how it will affect them personally. And which is why I started my own blog site and uh, which which focuses on taking taking input from different leaks and data breaches happen, happening around the world and putting it in words that regular users will understand. Mm. So I remove all the technical jargon from it and making make sure that regular people, and I get feedback on it uh, from time to time, they are able to listen and, uh, and follow it, uh, follow it uh, without uh, removing all the technic technicalities. So, I'm not asking people to to just create websites, but think of ways how they can show the recruiters, apart from certificates or degrees, as to how um, they can they can help people or um, or doing personal projects. Uh, really goes a long way in uh, in the recruitment process. No, that's fantastic. I mean, some of the points that you made were made by Cornelius last week, you know, and the other former um, guests of the show, because we talk a lot about the networking aspect. So you went out there, you applied to 150, 200 jobs and had multiple different resumes. I mean, or, you know, some of your resumes. But ultimately, what really got you into the position you're in today is by A, networking, B, networking at Hacker Nest, which I haven't heard of before, so I'm excited to actually learn more about that, um, at a place where other security professionals in the community are. And so, you know, we want to just reiterate that, that a lot of times people struggle because you're behind the screen and you're behind, you're in your computer and you're applying mm -hmm. to roles and applying to roles and you may get through and you may get past, but really truly networking is key when it comes to breaking in especially in that first role because people see you you know as a human not just a person yeah. behind a you know keys or a keyboard and you're able to truly build relationships in these different organizations and then it's going to lead to 
you know, where you are today at Bell. So that's fantastic. Great story. Yeah, I wanted to um, to bounce off something that you said um, that understanding the core fundamentals of networking and how that helped you understand the bigger picture and that paired with uh, your blog where you would translate um, events, take out the technical jargon and be able to break it down for the everyday user. Um, it kind of goes along with if you can't explain it in a simple manner, then you don't truly understand it. And the fact that you've gone that far to be able to translate those events into that, that sort of uh, simplicity uh, speaks a lot to your understanding because you truly have to understand these events if you want to be able to break it down like that. Yep, exactly. Um, that was my whole uh, purpose of, uh, um, of starting my own blog as to help people, um, teach people, raise awareness about security. So that's something, um, that is what my drive is um, as working, um, as my work in cybersecurity, as, um, which is keeping people safe as well as raise, raise awareness um, about different issues that are currently going on. No, such a good point. I mean, Cornelius, I think, said the same thing last week because he has a blog. No, he has a podcast. And he's mm-hmm. doing kind of similar where also taking the tech jargon, really explaining to folks, the people who are not in the industry, you know, that it does not have to be this difficult. And I think I say this probably every week that I had my former say so used to always say, this is not rocket science. You know, so when you really dig down, break down the jargon, and you're able to explain it to someone and use analogies and really be able to break it down, then like Chris, to Chris's point, you actually, it, it shows that you know what you're talking about. And then you're helping to educate so many people who likely don't know what cybersecurity is. Like, uh, there's so many people that have no clue as to what cybersecurity actually, you know, even is. So, great, great blog. I think Kelly to check that out too. Uh, I have one question for you. So in addition to your educational background, are there any resources um, that you utilize to uh, either stay up to date with the changing um, industry or learn new skills or learn new concepts that you wanted to share with individuals? Sure, yeah, definitely. Um, so there are uh, popular, uh, blo- uh, popular blogs, blogs and websites, uh, namely Krebs on security, Schneier on security. So these are popular blog sites that I follow. Krebs, uh, Brian Krebs, who's the author of that website, uh, does research by himself. He just, just doesn't um, post information from uh, actual uh, actual hacks, but does his own research into how companies are really um, handling the security themselves. And it's a pretty informative. And uh, that is where that, that's, that was what my first step into cybersecurity was as to uh, follow people who actually work in cybersecurity and work to raise awareness uh, within, within people and other cybersecurity folks. So in addition to these two blogs, I uh, I go to uh, 
Google News so and filter out uh, my interest. So once you start looking at cybersecurity news, the AI uh, uh, changes your interest uh, to the interest and uh, the items that you that you are interested in, and so you keep getting more and more of the same stuff that you like. So also in addition to all of that, uh, Wired.com has pretty good informative technical. Um, articles, both technical and non-technical articles about cybersecurity and how they uh, how it affects individuals. And in addition to that, um, the hackernews.com is also a pretty good uh, resource um, uh, to, uh, to be up to date in cybersecurity. So, and lastly, Twitter. Twitter is uh, is a great tool if you follow the right people. I, I follow a few um, security researchers and um, and security bloggers who keep posting their uh, the new vulnerabilities that they have recently found and um, post sometimes they post a, a, a long description and um, a, a huge article on how they went by went about finding that particular vulnerability step by step. So someone who wants to be uh, an ethical hacker or a penetration tester would really benefit from those uh, from following these particular people. Excellent. Now you hit on some. You touched on some really popular uh, and good resources that when I was breaking into security, my CISO said, you know, gave me a list. Chris is like the king of this stuff. He has multiple lists of podcasts and resources and books to read and all that stuff. Um, so he'll chime in, but we always provide, um, you know, like you said, to your point, one of the very first things you want to do is understand what's going on in the industry and really read from those folks that have been doing this for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Brian Krebs, I don't know if it was I don't know if it's Krebs or Schneider, which one of them was a Washington Post reporter. I think it was Krebs. Uh, one I'm of sure. Them. No, I think it's Schneider. It's Schneider? Uh, yeah, Krebs is more on the ethical side. Okay. So, you know, he was a reporter reporting on this stuff for years, um, reporting in the security space. So definitely, you know, learning and understanding, getting that knowledge and really understanding what people are saying up in the industry and what's happening specifically because everything moves so quickly. So staying on top of that. And like you said, with Twitter, a lot of folks I know are very much, um, you know, they put the vulnerabilities out there. They hear a lot of what's going on from Twitter. And honestly, what I've been learning too is after speaking to a lot of, a lot of the folks in security, LinkedIn is becoming a popular, very popular place too. So uh, definitely one of the areas where people are really pushing out the info um, a lot and, and using LinkedIn a lot more than Twitter recently. So well, that's what I've been hearing anecdotally. Do you have any resources that you wanted to recommend that you might have used for training or um, le learning new skills outside of keeping up with the changes in the industry? Um. I would say popular online um, training websites like um, like udemy.com, savory.it, 
so these are the two websites mainly that i follow you know if if i have to um look at any videos or try a new course in a new for example so for example i had to uh, recently um work on f5 big ip firewalls uh, web application firewalls and i found a pretty good uh, video on cybrary uh, which exactly which was exactly what i wanted on f5 and the particular big ip system so it's got pretty specific information and videos on um, on cy- uh, cyber security related articles and i would definitely recommend anyone for these two popular websites and in in, in addition to um, uh, the different resources that i mentioned in my previous answer um link, like you mentioned rene linkedin and specifically the people who uh, who you post about who you guys post about who have recently uh, uh, completed a new certification or recently um, like me who have recently broke uh, broken into cybersecurity i um, i have reached out to individuals like that like that from the from the profiles that you posted and most of, a lot of them have uh, responded positively during my job hunting uh, phase when i was um, looking for some any kind of advice that would you know um, give me that edge uh, in the in the industry and those people have really helped me in um, some of them have re- have given me the same resources that i'm giving you right now i i found about hackerness from one of the people that you had shared with me wow. so so that was something uh, i i would suggest not to hesitate um not don't hesitate into uh, in uh, asking out people as uh, about their suggestions and don't hesitate hesitate to reach out even if you're not someone who uh, even if you're someone who doesn't like talking to a lot of people don't hesitate into in um to people and asking for help that's probably true of a lot of security and tech folks as a whole um reaching out asking for help is not the easiest thing to do uh, however you know learning from all of you all I-, i said it last week it's pretty fascinating when i hear your different backgrounds and the types of secure you know the, the the types of things you did prior to breaking into the industry number mm-hmm. one number two we always talk about this and chris talks about this probably every week um with the additional because so every time we come on someone says that they utilize the community and that so many people are so willing to help i mean last week cornelius was on and he talked about reaching out to chris roberts who we've all reached out to who's at the pinnacle of his career like he is a leader in this space but he always responds to newbies asking you know for insight about how to break into the industry you know he was one of the first people in this webinar so not to break into webinar with breaking mm-hmm. into cybersecurity but you know i was like how did i you know how, how did this celebrity just come on and be on this webinar and he was like i'm just being me like he's just such a cool person and the more we reach out and share stories the more people don't feel like they're in a vacuum or they are you know losing their minds or getting discouraged or what have you because of one thing or another which usually is around you know I'm trying to break in I don't know what to do next and so having this network and I'm so happy that you reached out to these other people and that you guys are like forming this community 
within our little breaking into cybersecurity community because next year I can't wait to do like um, the alumni. Like when you guys are like five years out and then come back and say, yeah. oh, when I first, first broke in. Or, you know, a year later when you come back around, it's like, what have you learned? What have you done? You know, what's new? Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. So I, I'm super excited and I'm happy to hear that everyone's connecting with each other and sharing more and more knowledge behind the scenes. I think that's phenomenal. If, so, if you had one part of, if you had one piece of parting advice um, to share with someone, what would it be? My uh, one piece of parting advice would be um, to to find your drive as to how and why what what you want to achieve from achieve by becoming a cybersecurity individual. My drive was raising awareness, helping out people, and uh, finding finding that particular niche. Um, or I wouldn't even say niche. There are loads of people who don't have any clue about cybersecurity, like you mentioned, Rani. And I wanted to help uh, those people and, and raise awareness at the same time. So I would just um, um, suggest or give an advice that people need to find a drive as to what excites them and interests them and what particular area they want to focus more on. It's good to have um, a good background, but you we also need to be able to know where our skill set is going towards and who are and what if we are able to uh, meet our end objective or um, if you can say what um, who what, what our main goal is mm -hmm. so find that goal and work towards it awesome great parting words of wisdom so it is 30 minutes at, at on the dot and I want to be cognizant of everyone's time. So I want to thank you again, Pushkar, for being our guest, sh sharing some awesome insight and providing us with some, I, I've, I actually have never heard of um, Hacker Nest. So Chris, have you? I have not, I have not. Yeah, I've heard of many meetups, but not that one. Me too, me too. So I'm excited to, to dig in and learn about that. So we learn something new every single week. And Pushkar, I'm happy that you were here providing us with all this great information. Chris, my fabulous co-host and brother from another mother, we will see each other again next week. And um, I don't know if we have a guest yet scheduled, but we'll have someone on. I look forward to doing this again. And um, everyone take care. Have a great week. Have a great week, everyone. Bye, everybody. Okay.